1: I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic to cosplay to Schitt's Creek to supernatural and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Pop Culture and Fandom News. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe. And this week, I am joined by a brand new guest, but she is a podcast host, Rachel from Fan Corner. So before we get into pop culture and fandom news, Rachel, since this is your very first episode on here, if you want to just let the listeners know a little bit about you and your podcast.
2: Yeah. So I, you can find me all over TikTok doing wild out-of-pocket things. And I've been doing that for a few years now. And then a year ago, I was like, you know, I feel like I have too many hot takes to just be contained (laughs) to a small little segment. Um, So me and my nerdy best friend, we started this podcast and we basically, it's, we, we lovingly call it your favorite nerdy unhinged podcast because we are just so out-of-pocket this one is so much more professional. I've only listened to three episodes now, but I was like, oh, wow, they're, they have it together, but they're still super funny. It was, it's great. I love it. So if you ever just want like fandom tea, that's more the vibe. Or just some zillennials just popping off every week about all kinds of things. We do things like um, sort fandoms into Taylor Swift songs. It's just very <laughs> unhinged. <laughs> That's amazing though. And and you know, and thanks for
1: saying we're we're professional. I think, you know, I mean, we're coming up on our third year anniversary. So it's it's podcasting is a lot of work. But that I mean, that sounds like a lot of fun. That sounds great. As and I'll have to check out your TikTok page because I love TikTok, but I don't understand how to use it myself. I've done a few things like I recently, like I mentioned on last week's pop culture and fandom news episode when I was complaining about the fact that I'm still in the dumpster for Jensen Ackles right now and it's still driving me nuts. But I did that TikTok with the who would you rather marry? And (laughs) that's the last TikTok I did for our account there. But I'm on there constantly. So I have to check that out. But that's cool. Awesome. Thank you. Well, I'm really glad to have you here, Rachel. Thank you for having me here. So, uh, this is your first time doing this, but I can't wait to hear what you're going to say for our very first one. As we always start it, I want to know what's one thing right now in fandom or pop culture that you're into right now?
2: I'm a few months later than everyone else, but I'm going through a major Zelda Tears of the Kingdom phase. So I was just playing that for a few hours last night. I every time the little Karaks pop up and I find them with their little puzzles and like it's like such a dopamine hit for me. (laughs) It's a it's a huge addiction. I cannot get enough of it.
1: That's awesome. We don't get uh, unless Paula's on Paula will have some uh, gaming recommendations sometimes, too, but we don't get as many of those. So that's awesome. And I don't, do you do any of the, like, gaming, like, um, what is that that people use for gaming? Twitch? Do you do that at all?
2: No, I don't do Twitch. I briefly, uh, there was a big release earlier this year. It was Hogwarts Legacy. I briefly streamed myself doing that on just TikTok Live. Um, But the game ended up being way too dark for me. And so (laughs) I quickly stopped. Um, There were a lot of spiders. I screamed on a live stream is quite comical, but I was like, I am not meant for this. Like, this is not my calling in life. So I don't stream myself doing it, but I do play a lot of video games.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. So then I'm a see, see, horror is my favorite genre. If you don't know this, Rachel, I mean, I have, which you can kind of see the poster there of the, uh, it, well, you can't see all of them, but the three slasher kings from our uh, first horror trivia event we ever did that neil fraser from neil fraser graphics was very kind enough to do for us so i'm assuming then you're not a horror fan then so we can't count on you coming on any of those huh
2: (laughs) no no i'm really not i okay so it's so funny because i'll watch something that everyone loves or or whatever and read a, a book and i'm like no it's too dark i can't like that's not to say i don't you know Uh, You know, I've read things by Sarah J. Moss or whatever. It has abuse in it or or different things. But I definitely get very intense, even in like very comedy style books. If it feels real to me, I'll be crying. Like, I think my imagination might be too active or something. So it just isn't my vibe. But more power to you. I read the plot of a horror book last night and I almost died. (laughs) And I was so freaked out. I had to call my boyfriend. I was like, I was like, I'm going to plot to a popular one and I regret it. was <laughs> like, just like three paragraphs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Oh, well, yeah, that's, I, that's just interesting because, and I mean, we have other panelists, of course, that are not as into the horror either, but um, yeah, interesting. Well, What I'm into, and this will kind of go into our main topic once we get to that, it'll be kind of like a callback to that, is, and I've mentioned it a couple of times on a few of our past uh, pop culture and fandom news episodes in the past couple of months, but I have gotten back into writing um, fanfic again. And as far as like trying to finish a fanfic that I have, that I started writing in 2015, and I can't mention, of course, the show it's from, but uh, think Jensen Ackles and Dean, and you'll know. And it's, it's a therapy fic. The main char- the character, Dean, is in therapy, and this is an ongoing series. And I stopped it. And I usually, you know, like, I hate that. I understand. It's very frustrating when people have works in progress. I had writer's block. I couldn't return to it. I was like, not as into the show as much anymore. All this other stuff. And then starting the podcast took up a lot of time. Uh, but the last time I updated it was 2019. Well, I have in, and I want to write the first draft of every single chapter till it's through before I post one again. But I have written up, I just am about to start the very last chapter, of the first draft of that. So that's like, I think I've written like, six, seven chapters almost. Something like That's that. That's such an accomplishment. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
2: I Writing is such a, a fun hobby. And I feel like getting into that fan fiction world where there's not a lot of like accolades and things, I, I think it's so, I think it's awesome. So I think you're a total baddie.
1: Well, thank you very much for saying that. So I'm hoping to have the first chapter up Hopefully this week, maybe it'll be up by the time this episode drops. I don't know, but I'm hoping to have.
2: And you're going to like link it on your socials, right? So we can all go read it. Yes, I will. I will. Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) And if you, and I've, I've shared my, um, my pen name on there, but it's um, C Avery and then the number one. So it's S E A A V E R Y one. And uh, yeah, so, and I mean, cause I write screenplays as well, but getting back into fanfic has been, it's been interesting and been therapeutic is, is a good word for it. So, and emotional. I have cried like about 10 times while writing this.
2: (laughs) Just these updated chapters. (laughs) I took a fanfic, fanfic writing class a few years ago and it was so emotional. I never even posted the fanfic. Like I, it wrecked me a little bit. So I totally get that. I think it's, like, good for the author, too, to go through that because they're characters that we know and we love, obviously. Like, we already have that base. And it's – a lot of us have, like, self-inserts maybe. I don't know if you do in yours, but it can be then very great to, like, work on that through them. Yeah, I don't don't
1: write self-inserts. I do read some that are, like, the reader inserts. But I relate so much to the character of Dean that, for me, it's, like – writing a lot about myself. So that's a lot of why it has been. I mean, like, and I spoke with even my therapist about it when I was writing it and my therapist, and I want to say, find a therapist that's as cool as this. My therapist is like, I think that's great and awesome. You should continue writing fanfic. So, you know, find, a th- <laughs> it's hard probably to find every therapist that would be like totally for that. But if you can, that's great. And then a fanfic writing class they have fanfic
2: writing classes now so it was um it was like a like a workshop style just like 6 weeks shindig it was done by the podcasters that do Harry Potter and the Sacred Text back in 2020 everyone was quarantining so it was like a Zoom class series and yeah i don't know i got a lot from it honestly like really deep diving and like in the course of it the goal was by the end, if you like followed what they were doing to have a completed fanfic.
1: Wow, that's amazing. I think that that is so cool. <laughs> Seriously, I've never heard of like a class around fanfic. There should be more of that. So, And there probably is. And I just don't know about it. And people are yelling at me right now.
2: So but that's cool. Well that'll be good cuz then they can send you the links and then you can join one. So <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. And we need we'll have to do an episode
1: again on fanfic. I want to wait to do that though, like a deep dive into it again. I want to wait until after the strikes are over so that we can mention a lot of stuff by name. Um but we'll definitely have to revisit fanfic again. And I'm and I'm thinking we are going to do, and this I'll probably regret this when we do this, but we're going to do, although you do stuff about fandom tea, but we're going to do stuff about uh, deep diving into fandoms next year, um, like some problematic stuff in fandoms, which we've done a little bit of, but I'll probably regret that I've decided I want to do
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It is so cathartic. Like I and maybe I'm just lucky so far I'm like jinxing myself right now I have put out so many hot takes where I like I'll tear into like how certain characters are done I'm like this is super problematic love the fandom but what is this whatever super hot takes and no one has as of yet wildly attacked me so I I would say you should definitely go for it like it is scary and vulnerable but I think those conversations are the most interesting conversations It's true. And we've – I mean, we've done some of it
1: before. We had a whole episode that we did with fandom and hot takes and also just pop culture hot takes. And I know I I had really just one person comment about a certain take I had about a character that I won't mention because, you know, I can't. Right. And that was – and the person was like, you just broke my heart with that. And I'm like, it's just (laughs) – just
2: the way. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Everybody has different days. So, yes, I'm glad at least they weren't like wildly mean. I went viral on like the men's side of TikTok once with some fandom hot takes. That was brutal. That was brutal. But it's not happened for my podcast. Oh,
1: knock on, knock on wood. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, there are some people who just. um They like to gatekeep and they also just don't like anybody else to have any other kind of opinions that are
0: different than theirs. So, yes. Okay,
1: well, now we're going to move on to one thing in pop culture or fandom that you are either excited about, like an upcoming thing, or um, that you are upset about, et
2: cetera, about, Rachel? Yeah, so the Taylor Swift Eras movie comes out in a few weeks on October 13th. And this is like Super Bowl Sunday for me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I feel like Taylor Swift has had a lot of Super Bowl Sundays this year because we had the midnight like we've had so many things, but I'm very excited about it. I mean, best friend and I are going, we're making more friendship bracelets and things like that. So um, I just don't have my fit yet, but I'm working on it.
1: <laughs> awesome. And that's, that's the, so it's going to be like, what? So is it like the second leg of her tour or what exactly? I'm not as into the Taylor Swift thing, but um, so what, so is it, it's coming to like theaters, right? Like it's like a,
2: yeah, good question. I got you. So yeah, so Taylor Swift <laughs> came out with the Eras tour, which is like, yeah, she toured performing, whatever. Um, it's a three hour set. So it's quite long. And it was impossible to get tickets. There was like this whole mm-hmm. Ticketmaster controversy. I fought in the Ticketmaster Wars. I was in Capital One pre We supposedly had tickets like set aside for if you had a Capital One. No, you did not. The, the way you did not, you got it, they were sold out. So it was impossible to get your hands on tickets. I did eventually end up going like in the back and like, couldn't see anything, but had a blast. But uh, yeah, so she has decided and she just announced like a week and a half ago that she's going to bring it to movie theaters. So on October 13th and they're treating it. This is what's wild. I've never seen anything like this. They're treating it. Yeah. Like you're going to the concert, like AMC theaters, et cetera, has said, yeah, scream, sing, show up in concert gear. Everyone trade break friendship bracelets. Um, that's like a Taylor Swift sort of thing that has been going on. Like I'm wearing one right now. <laughs> People make friendship bracelets and exchange them at her concerts, um, based on a lyric. And so it's like literally a mini concert at your local movie theater on October 13th. So it's it's kind of <laughs> <what they do. laughs> on Friday the
1: 13th. I'm very excited. There's a Friday the 13th in October. By the way, everybody. <laughs>
2: Are you going to, like, a haunted – like, don't they do extra haunted things at the haunted things? That was really <laughs> Extra haunted things at the haunted things.
1: Um. <laughs> uh, they do – I mean, I don't know if they're going to do anything extra. They might just because it's in October, so they might do extra things. I don't know because – and then a week after that, I'm, I'm going to Ireland for, like, a couple – like, ten days. Yeah, so – it's, so that's where I'm going to be during Halloween is in Ireland, which is so weird that uh, <laughs> I won't be here. I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm very excited. But
2: Oh, yeah. Ireland would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So
1: I don't know what I'll do on that day, but probably something special. I don't know. So we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, I'll have to get extra spooky for that day or watch more spooky things that I can't mention. It's my favorite time of year. Well, I want to give a quick, quick trigger warning here for um, sexual assault. Um, And you probably if you haven't already, you probably have seen me celebrating and also talking about certain things about this, that Danny Masterson was sentenced to actor Danny Masterson and Scientologist. I want to stress the Scientology part because that's a lot of the reason why he's been getting away with this for so long. Was sentenced to thirty years to life, thirty years to life for um, sexual assault. And I'm not going to go into the allegations. You can read up on them, but please, please, please be careful if you do, because it's it's so incredibly horrendous what this man did. And so, yay for that! I want to say yay for that. That's incredible. I have to say, as someone who has been a victim of 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 stuff in the sexual harassment and almost assault arena having someone actually get punished is and like this is that doesn't happen very often so it's
2: it's so rare and especially for it to be such a sizable amount of time not saying any amount is the right amount but i feel like normally they walk free unfortunately so this is It feels like a win for sure. Yeah, it's very, um, I think for a lot of survivors, it was very validating
1: and incredible that it happened, especially with someone who has a lot of money and has an organization behind them that has a lot of money like Scientology. And he's a white man. And, you know, it just, it's just all this stuff. Just you didn't think that would happen. But on the flip side of that, I want to just say to Ashton Kutcher, and Mila Kunis, and um, Giovanni Ribisi, and there were 50 people who did this. 50 people wrote letters to the judge, begging the judge basically for leniency for for him, for his sentencing. And there was an apology, quote unquote, video that came out, from um, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis saying they were sorry if it upset anybody, but they really weren't sorry, I don't think. I think they were just sorry that it got exposed. They were hoping no one would find out about this. And so because of the backlash, I'm sure their publicists went, oh, gosh darn it, you've got to say something about this. And these people supposedly care about assault victims And Ashton Kutcher is always talking about that and trafficking and all of that stuff. But then to write a letter about someone, and if you read the letter, it's basically saying, because I didn't happen to see this side of him, which who knows if that's even true. But since I didn't happen to see this side of him, and I know he's a father, so be lenient. I'm sorry to the victims, but be lenient. And that is so harmful. That is so harmful. And that's like a slap in the face. And the poor victims to have to hear that stuff and read that stuff after they had such a huge victory. It's just disgusting. And Ashton Kutcher has been speaking out way before this in support of Danny Masterson. This is not anything new. But all of these people, 50 people writing those letters. It's... I understand you knew this person and you cared about this person, but you can't always know everything about a person. So I just wanted to just apologize for, and I mean, I'm not saying like it's my responsibility or anything, but apologize to any victim who happened to hear that, see that and hear about all the people that came out in support of him, even after he was convicted and found guilty and you know, there were still even reactions when he was sentenced. I would still read comments of people being like, well, are we sure? I'm like, you're the same people that sit there and say we need evidence and have the court of law decide it, and then they do, and you still aren't going to believe. So it's that whole believe victims thing. And I really hope we can try and focus completely and entirely on the fact that victims I think every victim out there, in a sense, got some justice because of the fact that a predator actually is going to have to pay for their crime. And that is so rare. Usually it's just the person, the victim. So I am sorry that these people decided to disrespect that. And, yeah. So, but thank you so much to that judge. For that sentence. That's I just can't even believe. That's just I still can't even get over it. I just when I saw that, I was like, no way.
2: <laughs> yeah, I no way. I am such a cynic now. I'm like, oh, they'll get three months. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like I think every time anything happens, I'm like, it'll be like Brock Turner, they'll get out in just a minute. And and so I yeah, I think it's really always telling for me as someone like i i survived sexual assault as a child and then and some stuff as an adult as well and i feel like i really i don't think people realize that when they talk out about these very public sort of situations with celebrities that people in their life who are potentially victims and maybe they don't know or maybe they do know we see that like we clock it we clock all those comments and they tell us a lot about if you are a safe person or not a safe person to be around and so yeah, just, I think it's good in these moments to, to focus on this huge win that we have. And I, I know for me, I'm very aggressive on TikTok, et cetera, being like, not interested. Like, I don't want to see your crap, whatever you're saying, defending people or whatever. Like, very good at just being like, nope, like eat, eat it from my life, not my feeds, whatever, um, if you can, mm-hmm. and if it helps you. But um, yeah, I think, yeah. That is sucky that that happened. Yeah, and it sadly happens a lot. And
1: it happens a lot with people when famous people are, um, you know, when stuff comes out, allegations come out against famous people. And I understand, you know, it's hard to hear horrible stuff about people you love in that realm, if you're fans of them. I totally get that. I understand that. Trust me. There's a lot of people that I have been huge fans of and that stuff comes out, and I, you know, and it hurts. It does, in and in a way, as being a fan, it really does hurt. But you have to be careful, like like Rachel's saying. It it is this very, um, if you don't know what anyone else has been through, when you hear other people say stuff or support them or say, well, because this and that happened to this person, and I don't think they were guilty, then we can't jump to, you know all that kind of stuff. Um, And I talked a lot about this a a couple of weeks ago when I did my solo thing. I talked about that a lot with the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard thing. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen because it was one of those where I'd been wanting to talk about that, but I knew a lot of people are very mixed on that thing. So I did it when I was alone.
2: (laughs) It was just me.
1: Like, I'm just going to say this stuff. Um, but, yeah, please beware of that. And it's not just men that do this. It's women that do it, too, uh, with their commentary.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think some of the the worst jokes that I personally saw, I'm not saying men are great, but the worst jokes that I personally saw during the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp thing that really upset me were women. Me, too. That were making jokes where I was like, oh, okay. Like people that like coworkers or stuff where I was like, cool, I'm just going to like not talk to you anymore. Like I wouldn't say it or just disappear. So, yeah, absolutely. That's very true. Yeah. Same
1: thing with me. And a lot of people on Facebook were doing that. And it was that was a very hard time. So, yeah, that was a very hard time for a lot of victims. So just
0: keep that in mind, everyone. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?
1: Okay, for our last topic, we're gonna. This is, this is lightening it up a little bit from what I was just talking about. Um, but it's going into fanfic, and there has been a reemergence of this dialogue, debate, conversation, sometimes people yelling and fighting with each other, of course, because it's fandom, um, about fanfic writers and criticism. And if you post on sites like Archive of Our Own, And you're posting fanfic, which of course people are never paid for this stuff. It's, you know, you're doing it for free. Does that mean that you should not be criticized for your writing, that you should not receive any comments that are constructive criticism or otherwise? Should all the comments that people leave only be positive in nature? And people are very divided on this. A lot of people think because people are posting fanfic, for free. They're not professional writers, although a lot of fanfic writers are professional writers. And I will argue forever that a lot of fanfic writers are even better than some professional writers.
2: (laughs) I mean, there's... Well, a lot of professional writers even start in the fanfic realm. Exactly. Like Victoria Abyard and Meg Cabot, I know, used to post a ton. And they had to like erase it all from the web. They've talked a lot about. So... It's definitely, like, it's a it's a pipeline, and yeah, the, like, I, there's some things on my bookshelf where I'm like, this was professionally written, Versus, so yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, and
1: I mean, and some current writers like S.E. Hinton is very, it's very well known because she has said it, that S.E. Hinton writes fanfic. She has never said what her pen name is because she currently writes it. I don't know if she currently, currently, but at the time when she was right. talking about it because she was a huge, huge fan of the show that went for 15 Seasons starring Jensen Ackles. And so she wrote fanfic for that, but we have no idea what under. So the fanfic always deserves more respect. But that's where this argument, I think, kind of is interesting because it's like I think some people really want fanfic to have the same respect as like other writing, but not having the critique there kind of takes it away from other writing because if you put out something in the world, Gonna get critiqued. But I see the argument that you know a lot of young people are doing this, like really young or people that have never written, and it takes a lot of courage to put your work out there. So, what do you think, Rachel? Do you think it's okay to leave constructive criticism or negative comments on fanfic?
2: Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. I so I've never posted fanfic online, so I want to like say like. Perhaps, Aaron, you're a little bit more of an expert in this field. But I am an artist. I'm a professional artist. And so I do make money doing that. And I just think, you know, I I absolutely agree. Sometimes fanfic writers are just as good as professionals. But also, a lot of times they're not, right? They're starting and you can tell they're starting. They may even say in the, they have those little forwards, right? Mm -hmm. And they'll even be like, I know this isn't great. Or like, they always are apologizing for their existence. and And it can be really sad And you know, I think this is a place where they're building that up. They're they're sort of like whatever. But okay, so say even they are as good as professional writers, whoever we're talking about in this like make-believe scenario in my head. The way I would never in my life, even if I hated, okay, actually, I'm gonna use a very direct example. I hate Red Rising. I think it's a sexist piece of garbage. I just read it, and it made me violently angry. And I'll I'll probably talk about it on my podcast. I'll probably do a full episode about it, just like ripping into it. I'd probably put it on TikTok. But I would not go to the author directly and be like, you're a sexist piece of garbage. I would never do that to him ever. And I think that's what makes this so interesting is people feel entitled to leave these comments, these constructive criticism comments, which like I'm getting on a little soapbox here. But like what? Entitles you to like constructive criticism is a very specific kind of criticism Mm -hmm. and it has to be actionable. It has to still be kind and a lot of things. I don't think most people are actually capable of that or trained in how to do that. And so first of all, I think a lot of the negative comments we're seeing on fanfics are not constructive in any way, shape or form. But more importantly than that, like that's a direct dialogue with the author. And that to me feels inappropriate. If you want to pop off on Reddit, Now, will anyone see it because it's fanfic? Maybe not. But I also know there's some fanfics that are kind of like a big deal. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, there's some fanfics I know of from TikTok where everybody's read Manacled. Like everyone in their puppy has read that Jermione fic. And so I know about it. But like, if you want to critique it there, that's fine, because the author would have to go looking for it. And I think it's the same with like professional writers. Why are we, would you, and if you would, I would say maybe you shouldn't. Tag an author and be like, "Your book sucks. I can't believe I bought this for twenty dollars. I don't like maybe don't be a meanie poo. I just think like that's not the place in this like direct dialogue with the author and to put them in a position where they feel like they have to respond because of that direct dialogue, one to one. It's like, if you don't like it, there's a back button. No one's assigning this to you as a school reading assignment. Probably. So I don't know. That was very impassioned. But I think no. What do you think, (laughs) Erin? No, I love that, though. No, I love that. Uh, Because,
1: you know, I've said it before. People have an easier time leaving a negative feedback and negative comments and being negative about something and actually saying that than they do about leaving positive stuff, positive reviews, positive feedback. It's just the nature of human beings, sadly. And you know, this is the thing is, you know, because with me writing that, like revisiting my fanfic and updating it and everything like that. And as someone who's written a few fanfics, it, it I haven't gotten, uh, luckily, knock on wood, I have never gotten a comment on a fic that was like, this sucks or um, something like that. I have gotten like, huh, it's interesting that the character did this. I would think they'd do this, or I don't understand why they're doing this or that. That to me doesn't bother me as much personally because then that opens up a dialogue. And usually with those, I've been able to get to the point with that person where you have the dialogue and then they understand why it happened and then that made more sense or they still like it kind of thing. But, you know... I've gone back and I've been rereading my fic because it's been so long since I wrote it and I cringe because there are so many typos, so many errors because for this one I had a beta, which if you don't know what that is for fanfic, it's basically your editor and I had one for the beginning of it and then I didn't for the other chapters. I don't know why. I think I just was like, this is so personal. I'm just going to do it myself. Which is probably not the best thing. I'm still going to do that for the rest of this. But I do notice a difference in it if I – I have one fic that I wrote that is an AU, which is alternate universe if you don't know, um, for listeners out there. And that one I did have a beta. And um, that made a difference. And I can see that. But it is true that, you know, when I go back and look at that, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like just thinking of the person reading it. And if someone has said, like, this sucks because you made a typo right here, which it's going to happen. It happens in professional books. Trust me. I've read some, like, the review copies, and there are er- errors. It happens. People are human.
2: From Th- Blood and Ash literally has them, like, every other page. <laughs> like, every other page.
1: It happens. But if you're going to point out that stuff, to me, it feels like you're being petty. I think there's there's a part of it where it feels like – It might just not be your cup of tea and you don't like it. And I think what can happen in fandom and just in human nature in general is people are like, I don't like this. And so because it pissed me off or because I didn't like the way it was written, I am going to be a jerk about this. And I'm going to tell you every which way that I can why this sucked. Only because it'll make me feel better. And I think there's also sometimes jealousy there. But yeah, I mean, there, there are really popular fanfics, like in a certain fandom, the fanfic Twist and Shout. I hate this fanfic, and I could not finish it. But I'm not going to tell that writer because, you know, you know, and, and it wouldn't matter anyway to them. Their Their ego has shot to the stratosphere because of <laughs> that, or it did back then. You know, so there are ones I don't like. I didn't like that because I thought it was so out of character, it didn't fit at all. There are other ones I've read. Same fandom where I'm like, oh, this is, oh, I hate the way they're depicting Dean as the big character. Whenever Dean is depicted in a way that I don't like, I won't like a fanfic, but I'm not going to comment on that. I'm I'm just not going to read it, or I'm just not going to recommend it, or that's it. That's all you have to do. There are so many fanfics out there that if one is not to your liking, I don't understand why you'd want to waste your time, number one, reading it. Number two, commenting on that. Because I get, I get, I do get what people are saying with the constructive feedback. But like you're saying, Rachel, most of the feedback people are giving is, if it's negative, is not going to be constructive. Because constructive feedback, like you said, is actionable. So constructive feedback would be like, oh, you know, I really like this, but I didn't really quite understand why this happened. Or, you know is there something you might be able to add in another chapter that would you know if it's for if it's a work in progress
2: yeah something like that that's constructive i feel like asking a question like that is so nicely done and just feels like it's like coming from a place of like assuming assuming good intentions on the author's part that they have like a vision that it it almost doesn't even come off its constructive feedback to me in like a negative way. Like, I think that's totally fine. If, if you want to ask the author where they're coming from, mm-hmm. I think you absolutely should. I think they would love that. I think the problem comes in where, um, so I'll use an example from my art um, recently, like a very popular piece of art that I do. They're like little nerdy ring protectors. I've been selling these for years. People come to pet them at conventions. They've been in a lot of weddings. Like I say this to say, like, I am not the only one that likes them. That's, that's, I'm not trying to like, just be like, oh my gosh, I'm not amazing. No, it's not, I'm not the only one that likes them. And someone commented recently and, and the way it was worded, I like, I cried. It was so stupid. And I've been an artist for years, but she was like, when are you going to fix the eyes to look more like X, Y, Z, like her interpretation of what this fantasy creature should look like? And I was like, what do you mean fix? That's offensive. Like, why would you say fix? Like, if you want to say, like, you want it to look different, that's Mm -hmm. one thing. But, like, I think your words really matter. And you could have easily just been like, oh, I don't like how they're doing this interpretation. Yeah, walk away. Those tags, there's so many tags. Just read the tags and the synopsis. And normally you'll know. And even, yeah, hit that back button. There's so many people, like like that bit that you said you didn't like, twist and shout. Yes, Is that what it was? Okay, twist and shout. Like, yeah, you coming in and having criticism isn't going to be useful where that many people obviously like it. It doesn't mean your criticism's not valid, but it just means like that comment section probably it's not going to do anything to put it there. Like, it's not adding value to the world. And I think that's ultimately what this discussion comes down to me is like, what is the value you are trying to add to the world by doing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, there is a time and a place for criticism, for like critique. There are people who professionally do film criticism, television criticism, book criticism, reviews and stuff like that. And I will say there, you know, there's a flip side that happens on that side that, and this has been um, talked about recently. We'll do an episode at this about this at some time, but I want to do it after the strike so we can talk about the film part, but where the creator has gone and attacked the reviewer and gone after them in like really horrible ways. So not okay. And So that's also not okay. But but with this, this is different because most of the people that are reading this or commenting are fans themselves. And so it's not like they're doing this from a, a place of professionalism or actually caring and wanting to help. And the one time I can see possibly critiquing is if you're reading a fanfic And the author did not properly tag it and say there's a major character death and then that happens, or there's an assault, or there's a lot of like non-con or age inappropriate, anything like that. And you are very, that's your squick. You can't do that. You can't read that. And they didn't tag it. And then it's in there. I think you have every right in the world to point that out because that's different. That's something where you could cause actual pain to the person reading it. That could traumatize them, but that's totally different than critiquing their writing,
2: yeah, I agree that's like adding value to the world, right, yeah. like you pointing that out and then fixing that tag that's saving people, so I absolutely agree and i i so I thought a long time about this. I was like, what would be another scenario where it would make sense <laughs> to like come at a fanfic writer um and I was thinking if you know some someone was coming from a place of like they hadn't thought it through and maybe they're offensive to a large group of people, not knowing that they're offensive. And I would say with something like that, it could potentially be worth saying in a loving way to begin with, because I would assume the author did it on accident mm-hmm. for the first time of that. But even then, I it depends on what fanfic platform you are on. So caveat, because there's Wattpad, Archive, whatever, whatever, Tumblr. But even then, I would say i have i I use a meme once on one of my platforms, um and I didn't know there was this big negative news story about one of the actors in the meme, and I was like, oh, that that's not that wasn't my attention. like it's just a funny meme, but someone had come, like they sent me a dm about it, and I was able to address like address it and fix it, or like if I'm using non-inclusive language, yes, please tell me I want to know those things. but I think. If you can, I think a DM in those cases would be more appropriate if you can, if that is an option on the platform you are on. It's going to help that. It's because then you're not shaming the author. You're letting them know so they can fix the problem. And it comes from a different place, I think.
1: That's that's a good point. Yeah, with the DMs and um, stuff like that. And I know as a podcaster, you're putting yourself out there and we get, you know, Luckily, we have been fortunate that for the most part, the feedback we've gotten has been pretty positive, but you still get the negative stuff. I mean, for the most part, they've been good, but like we got a one-star review once on um, Apple iTunes, and it was – all they said was boring. And just because I was curious – so mean. I'm just like, okay, well, I don't know why you would have, feel like you have to do that. I just kind of laughed about it and was like, because every podcast out there that is big and popular, if you are feeling like, oh, man, I got a one-star review, go look at any big popular podcast. You will see one-star review, one-star review, one-star review after and after. And it's like stuff that people are talking about is sometimes it's sexist, sometimes it's racist, sometimes it's homophobic. Sometimes it's just people being petty and stupid.
2: Other times it's sometimes stressful. they don't even like the premise of yes, the podcast. <laughs> and so you're like, why are you listening? Why did you listen and the comment
1: then? That's stupid. But I kind of just joked about it and said, hey, we've arrived. We've gotten our, one, our first one-star review. But I did notice with that person, because I actually, someone commented, they go around and do that on podcasts that cover a certain show they like but they don't agree with their opinion on that show. So that's probably what happened in this case. But yeah, but I think just be kind to fanfic writers when you can. And if it's not your cup of tea, just move on. Unless it's absolutely warranted, like we said, like there's something offensive in there. They didn't tag properly. That's another thing. But, you know, just saying you suck is not constructive. It doesn't help anyone and it could really hurt that person. And if you love something on the flip side here, if you love a fanfic, the reason I started rewriting, going back, not rewriting, but going back and trying to finish this fanfic is because of the fact that I started one day, I was getting comment after comment after comment after comment and kudo after kudo. And this fic, I haven't looked at it in four years. And... I still get kudos on old fanfics. And so when you get those, that means the world. That's the payment for a fic writer. That's how a fic writer gets, quote, unquote, paid. So if you like one, please comment, leave a kudo, bookmark it, all that stuff to let the writer know that you actually are liking what they're writing because it can encourage them, so
2: absolutely writing or putting out art or anything like that a podcast is so vulnerable Mm -hmm. and I feel like people forget that so if you're enjoying it like I like I literally I've started collecting nice comments on my different various art form medias in like a notebook because it's the only thing that can kind of keep you going because we're all learning right like uh my first podcast episode uh we did not have our mics like calibrated well so it was not the best sound quality. And I knew that when I posted it, but it was better to like, I was like, well, this is what we got. Like I put it up and we went and, and we've grown since then. And I think it's the same with fanfic is like that author is learning and thriving and growing. And so if you want to see any element of that continue and that story and that whatever, you, you have to hype them. Otherwise it's, they're going to disappear, unfortunately, because it is just so vulnerable to put yourself out there and that risk on the internet, even though luckily it sounds like we've both been fairly lucky, that risk is still there and it feels a little like, ah. so yeah, hype, hype your fanfic writers.
1: Yes. Do yeah. And creators in general, you know? Yeah. Cause it is like, you're saying it is very vulnerable. I mean, I know our first episodes on here didn't sound nearly as good as they do now. If I go back and listen, which is like the cringiest thing in the world, and I don't like to do it. But if I do, I'm like, oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. But you learn as you go on. And so do. Do. It's a very vulnerable thing, and it takes a lot of work. And you're putting a piece of yourself out there. You Literally, that's what you're doing. And it's like just imagine walking out in front of a crowd of people, naked practically. I mean, that's the way it can feel. So just think of that the next time that you're doing that. But I appreciate all of our listeners and the people that watch our Instagram stories constantly because Twitter is such a other world right now.
2: Um, it's so hard to get any kind on of- X. The oh, whole yeah. X thing I makes me so mad. I can't with I, it. I can't
1: even call it that. I <laughs> just can't. I can't even do it. I, I refuse <laughs> But so thank you to all and thank you to everybody who leaves positive feedback, positive comments, kudos on fanfics, all of that stuff.
2: Yeah, if we waited till we were perfect in any of these things, we would never start. That's true. And so you really have to just go before. Yeah, with the typos, like you were saying earlier, the way I'm like, doesn't even matter. (laughs) The, the, The point that matters is that you went live. And there'll be maybe less typos later and that's fine. Like, I I just think like getting out there is so important and showing up in whatever creative field you're in. And if you're not like I, so many people come up to me about anything I'm doing and they're like, well, how, you know, I just wish I blah, 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 blah. I, one day I'm going to start a business or whatever. And I'm like, start it tomorrow. Like, that's always what I say. Like, because people spend so long trying to feel perfect and you never will that you just don't go out there. Yeah. Great.
1: That's great advice and great words. Yes. Yes. Very, very true. Very true. Okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and close out this episode. So thank you so much, Rachel, for joining me for your first time on our podcast. I really enjoyed having you on and I loved your feedback and everything you had to say. So I thought that was a great conversation. So if you want to tell everybody, where Again, about your podcast and then also where they can find your crafts and everything that you do and your art and all of that as well. So,
2: Well, thanks for having me, first of all. This has been so much fun for me. But yeah, so you can find the podcast, Fan Corner, on Spotify, Podbean, the places. We're going on YouTube next week. Oh, yay. Which we're very <laughs> excited about. It's not good. It's a perfect example of like not good, but... We got the audio down. Now the video will be a new thing. Um, But then I'm fan corner creations on all the social platforms. So I'm very active on TikTok and Instagram. Wild memes are my thing and skits and such. So come follow along. It's a journey. And then I post art there too. But it, the goal is that it's like really about community for me and like finding those safe places to like let fans connect Um, that aren't like, yeah, toxic gatekeep. Bros. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you
1: again, Rachel. I really appreciate you being on. Um, and this is Aaron. Remember, you don't really want to follow me because, well, my Instagram is private for reasons, and I never am active on Twitter anymore. I will not
2: call it X. I refuse. Um, I will say z- what do you call a tweet now? Do you know? I call it a tweet. Since you're on that, I don't know. I okay, really don't good. Know what I you literally no idea.
1: I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if there is a new name for it. Okay. I I only go on there to post stuff for the, for the podcast, but it's really hard now yeah. to get any traction on Twitter, like really hard because of the way that a billionaire ruined that platform. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but you want to follow Fergie because she is the cutest dog in the world and her favorite season is coming up, spooky season, as people may or may not know already that she loves She also loves watching horror. She does. She loves it. She is so funny. so cute. Um, So go follow her on TikTok at Schroeder and Fergs. That's S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R-A-N-D-F-E-R-G-S. It is long, but it is worth it. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. On TikTok at It's a Fandom Thing Pod, you can once again watch me um, embarrass myself getting very upset because people wanted to choose other people over Jensen Ackles, which I still don't get. <laughs> so you can go see that. And if you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, head out over to our website, It's a Fandom dot com. Click the contact us button there and that'll shoot me an email. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And while you're there, consider becoming a Patreon supporter today for as little as three bucks a month. You could also do a seven-day free trial at that level, and you'll get lots of great bonus content. Most of it I can't mention here because it was recorded before the strikes, but we did recently do one with a summer playlist. Yes, summer is basically over, but it was a fun one. And you get ad-free episodes, bonus episodes. You get to vote for what we cover um, in the bonus episodes for Patreon. Patreon. Lots of other fun, exciting stuff over there. And the best way, like we have mentioned a couple times, for you to support any indie podcast out there is rate us five stars on iTunes and Spotify. Remember, you can rate on Spotify as well. People don't remember that, but you can. Uh, And then also share, 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 share. That's the best way. That It's a sea of content. So if you like what you're hearing, tell your neighbors, tell your friends, tell your dogs, tell your iguanas. Tell people to listen, and that's the best way to get it out there. So, thank you so much. And on our next episode, we are back with interviews about favorite books. So, I'm going to be interviewing Rachel about one of her favorite books. I don't know what it is yet at the time of this recording. Um, And then, Carla interviewed me about one of my favorite books. So, you'll have to tune in for that. That'll be a lot of fun. So, until next time, remember it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate.